This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good evening, good evening, good Sunday evening. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So some good and some bad. Or let me put it another way. Let's do the good before we get to a lot of bad. Let's start with the good. I want to start out by wishing a happy birthday to a very special friend, a very special friend who's been with me, supporting me in good times and bad. Her name is Tammy Tucci. Tammy is a special person. Everyone that knows her will tell you the same, that Tammy is wonderful. So Tammy, on your special day, I want you to go enjoy it. I want you to remember that you are a rock star and make the uh, the best of your birthday and know that there are plenty of us that care about you and love you and uh, wish you the very best on your special day. So, Tammy, Tammy's the good news, the great news. Her birthday. Now the bad. The bad on this Sunday night. And by the way, folks, before I get to the bad news, um, I, I, I try not to talk about it mm, too much, but you just heard Curtis Lewa reflect the ratings uh, for this program, for this program. And the ratings for this show, <clears throat> excuse me, are doing very, very, very well. And it's, it's not necessarily because of me. It's because of you, the loyal listeners and supporters. And so, for example, the Tunnel to Towers that's coming up, uh, I believe it's this Sunday, the way that you're donating uh, money uh, to the Dominic Carter team, and we're leading two years in a row here at WABC. So, Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And it means the world to me, folks, to know that you've got my back and I've got yours. So how low can we go? How low can we go? I'm remembering little one-year-old Nicholas Dominici died after a likely fentanyl exposure at a Bronx daycare, one year old, three other children, two two-year-old boys, and an eight-month-old sister of one of them 
remain hospitalized after being exposed to the deadly drug. The babies, the children, were apparently exposed when the drug was cut in the daycare center and apparently some of it floated into the air, apparently allowing the children to inhale it. The father of this one-year-old baby had been sending his son, Nicholas Dominici, to the daycare in the Bronx for just a week, just one week, before the toddler was found dead there. And this happened Friday afternoon at the Divino Nino daycare at 2707 Morris Avenue in the Kingsbridge section of the Bronx. Reports of cardiac arrest. Officials say, and we can talk migrants and we'll get to plenty other issues over the course of the next two hours, that the children who stayed at the daycare ate something at around 1 p.m. and took a nap. And when workers went to wake them up at 2.30 p.m., three were unconscious. Dominici was pronounced dead at Montefiore. And so the police have made uh, two arrests uh, thus far. And the uh, daycare is for children between six weeks old, 12 years, 12 years old. And it recently opened in January and just passed a surprise visit from city inspectors last week with no violations found. Former President, former President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump appearing on Meet the Press uh, discussed a lot of issues, and we all know he's been indicted four different times, and there's a possibility of prison, but the president says he is not worried about that. When you go to bed at night, do you worry about going to jail? No, I don't, really. I don't even think about it. I'm built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't even think about it. Uh, these are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. I don't even think about it. All I think about is making the country great, making America great. Look, these are political. These are banana republic indictments. These are third world indictments. The president of the United States sees how we're doing. We have a movement, the likes of which has never happened in this country before. And you see it with the polls. I mean, I'm up on these people by 60 points and 59 points. What he says is true. What the president, the former president just said is true. And he's even leading in a head-to-head matchup against the current incumbent president of the United States. Mr. Trump is also criticizing the United Auto Workers leadership amid the strike. We're going to discuss that this uh, this hour. Warning auto workers jobs may end up moving to China, to China. He accuses the leadership of the union of failing its members. 
thousands of whom went on strike Friday against uh, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis, a situation that's still ongoing. And I want you folks to keep in mind, we're about to open up the phone lines. Let's go ahead and do that. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222 on this Sunday night. Keep in mind, keep in mind what Hank Scheinkoff recently told us when we interviewed him as it relates to his prediction for the general election. It seems to me, Hank Scheinkoff, and you're the expert, it seems to me if the election were held today, Trump would win or have a very good shot at winning. What say you? I say that the nominee is Donald Trump. And this is we're talking now, uh, let's see, uh, September, um, September 5th, um, 2023. The election is 14 months away, general election. If you were the election held today on this date, Trump would be reelected president and Joe Biden would lose the election. Unquestionably so. Wow. Why do you say that? A sense about the economy, the migrants, the Democrats are deluding themselves. They think it's going to be all about abortion. I think on your program, we had discussion last year. And I predicted with some accuracy that the Democrats were in for a surprising shock. Abortion would not be the issue, particularly in New York State. You did. And that what we'd see that the Republicans would would do very well in the suburbs. And uh, that was the difference in uh, who controlled the House of Representatives, right? The Democrats are, again, being delusional. They somehow think it's all going to be about abortion. It's not. Uh, Not in states where abortion is protected, like New York. It's going to be about things like, uh, are the streets filthy? Uh, Are the migrants uh, dangerous? Um, do we like uh, transgender discussions? Uh, how about family values? How about um, things that we don't think about? But the toxic cocktail of migrants plus increasing crime, murder alone is like one crime not up around the country today. Um, but uh, migrants plus crime plus the economy um, throw family value arguments in on top of that. They'll mix in somewhere. What you have is a, is a disaster looming for Democrats potentially. And that's something that I agree with as well. The possibility of a disaster looming for Democrats with the upcoming election. And one of the reasons why I continue to say, and and with all due respect uh, to Mr. Biden, right? I'm not one of those guys that's just going to unfairly tee off on him. I, I I don't like doing things like that, right? And we're going to start with your telephone calls in a second. But this story stood out at me the other day. I think it was Thursday of uh, of last week. And you'll hear it for yourself in just a second. The White House, so we just talked to you about Mr. Trump and now Mr. Biden, and you heard Hank Scheinkoff say migrants, 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 economy, crime. Boom, there you go. So the White House has altered changed the official transcript of an event to clean up a gaffe in which Mr. Biden, and and listen, we all make mistakes. Mr. Biden implied African-American and Hispanic workers don't have high school diplomas. So on Thursday, Biden gave a speech touting his economic policy at Prince George's Community College in Maryland. And he declared 
that he helped find work for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. And then he went on to say this, you know, the workers without high school diplomas. The official White House transcript corrected the error, saying he helped black, Hispanic, and veteran workers as well as workers without high school diplomas. Take a listen for yourself. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. Oops. Oops, Mr. President. Not the end of the world. But is it a Freudian slip of what he really thinks? Or is it just a, a gaffe considering uh, his age and what's going on in the campaign? Let's start with your telephone calls on this Sunday evening. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222. Let's begin with John Reno, Nevada. Good evening, John. What's on your mind? John, are you with me? One last time. Okay, John is not there. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good evening, Norman. What's on your mind? I'm always there for you, Dominic. Oh, well, thank Um, you, Norman. (laughs) Okay, um, listening to Hank Scheinkoff give his opinion, yes, that is is the present uh, situation with uh, President Trump. But uh, what the Democrats are going to put us through uh, uh, as Americans over the next uh, until the election is going to be quite a workout. And by the time they're done with us, uh, I think probably uh, they'll get Biden or some other Democrat to win. This is my uh, this is my opinion, because uh, I see that uh, they, they know they know no limits. And, and they will do whatever they need to take, uh, whether it's get the illegals to vote, whether it is uh, the mail-in balloting, whether it is just plain old cheating, which is what I believe they did, even though we couldn't prove it at the, the previous election. Um, they are going to do everything and anything. And I, you know, and I, I, I hope the Republicans are are up for it. But uh, I don't think they are. I don't think that I don't think they're quite as evil. <laughs> so so what what do you make of this? Uh, of the uh, United Auto Workers uh, strike, Norman, before I move on. What do I think of the I mean, it's uh, I understand the union workers want the want the most, but uh, I think it's the wrong time for it right now. I think uh, I think uh, Michael uh, from New Jersey made a point that these plants are just going to. They're just going to pick up and move to another country. Mm-hmm. And that's and that'll be and that'll be the end of that. Wow, wow! And that's something that uh, we need the jobs here. And you know, to to ask uh, to ask for forty percent pay raise and a four day work week. Mm-hmm. Wow! But Norman, thank you for the call as always. Thank, thank you, and have a, uh, a wonderful evening. Hope you had a great thank weekend. You. Let's go from Brooklyn to Forest Hills. Let's say good evening to Ted. Ted, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just want to say the president is not too old. The president is simply sick. And oh. and the, uh, the auto workers are going to move to another country. I mean, the, the 
automobile makers. Yeah. Thank but, you. Okay. So wait, wait, Ted. When you say he's sick, I define sick. Do you? I, do you mean mentally? I don't well, know what you mean. Me- he's mentally ill. There's something wrong with him. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's pretty obvious. I haven't made that up. I mean, I'm not a, a physician. Right. So, but you think yeah. so? So it's it. Well. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Ted, thank you for the call, Forest Hills. And, you know, folks, the uh, auto workers, the union, the president of the uh, union told uh, MSNBC uh, today, Sunday, that progress in the talks has been slow, has been slow. And the UAW resumed talks with uh, GM Sunday and will do the uh, the same with uh, Stellantis and Ford tomorrow, Monday. Monday, so that's coming up. And uh, according to Mr. Fain, Sean Fain, the president of the UAW, he's quoted as stating, I I don't really want to say we're closer to a deal he's referring to, adding it's a shame that the companies didn't take our advice and get down to business from the beginning of bargaining back in mid-July. I don't know, folks, to ask for a 40% wage hike, right, through 2027, including an immediate 20% boost. And my first reaction is, what are you smoking? And Mr. Biden, by the way, has endorsed uh, this uh, UAW strike uh, at the uh, plants of the big three, if you will, uh, domestic car makers, as the union is demanding 40% pay raise and a 32-hour work week. So they want almost 50% increase in salary and to cut back uh, a day a day of uh, uh, work. And uh, the president, Mr. Biden, has said that over the last two uh Past decades, auto companies have seen record profits, including the last few years, uh, because of the extraordinary skill and sacrifices that the UAW workers of the UAW workers. And uh, he claims, Mr. Biden, that the record profits have not been shared fairly, in his view, uh, with these workers. So he didn't specifically, that is, President Biden, recommend terms of a deal but says that uh, General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis should go further to ensure record corporate profits mean record contracts. I don't know, folks. At the end of the day, these jobs, you know, if the union is not careful, these jobs could very well end up going to to a uh, another country. And all of this, as analysts are warning that this strike will drive up car prices if it doesn't end soon. Charles in Whitbridge. Good evening, Charles. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. First time caller, Dominic Carter. How are you? Thank you for calling. I'm well. Go right ahead, please. Did you hear uh, about that? While you're talking about the uh, auto industry, what's going on, how about the banks? They're all going to digital. No more bank tellers, nothing. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that. Where, where did you hear that at, Charles? 
in New Jersey, well, well, another station on 101.5. Okay, so what, what's your, what's your I, I will look into that. What, what's your perspective right. on, the, uh, on the auto strike? Auto strike, uh, not too much because I don't own a car, Dominic. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Charles, for your call. Let your call. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good evening, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good evening. What he told you about the banks getting rid of their tellers, yeah, I heard that too on the radio. He's 100% correct. There's less and less banks using tellers. They're doing everything online. So what he said is factual. Now, about the auto workers, this is what I suggest auto workers do. Because when in doubt, your, your eyes won't lie to you. Stand by a very, very busy street or highway. And look at the cars as they go by. Because one time I was waiting for a bus, and there was nothing for me to do. So I was looking at the cars passing me by, and there were a lot of them. And you know what I saw? Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Mercedes, Jaguar, BMW, constant. And I kept saying, looking and looking, and it was like every 12th car was American, or every 15th car. That's all I saw, basically, were Camrys and Honda Accords. Now, if, if Honda and Toyota were unionized and they went on strike against them, I would say, hell yeah, they're making a fortune. Because that's all I saw were Toyotas and, and Hondas and, and Nissans. But the American cars? No, I didn't see too many. Now, I'm not saying the auto workers should believe me, you know, what do they say? You can't call your eyes liars. What you see is what you see. So go and look for yourself and then stay there for about two hours. And you know what? Bring a, a piece of paper with you. And every time you see an American car, quickly make a check. Right? And you'll notice that you don't have a lot of checks. And then you go back and you say to yourself, you know what? We are in deep doo-doo. We're in trouble. Because... And it's not the 1950s or the 40s. People are not buying American cars. Okay, so Michael, so how do you balance this? Uh, the workers that feel that they have to have more, the UAW workers to survive. Who doesn't, who doesn't feel that they want more money? But no, I'm I said sure, who feels I'm, they you, don't you need more salary, who, Dominic. You, you make a good salary. I'm yes. sure you would say to yourself, I'd like still I know Frank is constantly saying it. He's constantly saying, you know, I need more money. I mean, I'm sure you, maybe you don't say it, but you feel that way. What person doesn't think they need more money? What person says, you know what? I'm really overpaid. Nobody thinks that way, but you've got to face reality. And the thing is, if everybody was driving American cars and they, the companies were making tons and tons of money and they weren't allowing so many imports into this country or they would put a huge, huge tariff on them, then I'd say, hey, guys, go for it. Go for the strike. But that's not the case. They're building the cars in this country. Toyota, Honda are building the cars here. So there is no tariff. And okay. people are buying them. Okay, they are so, buying them in massive droves. Okay, so, Michael, hold on for a second. I'm, I want to bring in another live call. I want to go to Teddy and Yonkers. Now, I believe, Teddy, you want to talk about Trump. Is, is that accurate? Dominic, I, I love you so much. I have 10 friends and former students. And, and, my, and, Michael, now, and Michael, Michael's listening to you now as well, live, to, to react. But go ahead. So you have 10 former students Michael, listening my, right Michael, now. Michael, I'm a retired. 
retired New York City teacher. I get a finite pension. Of course I want more money, okay? I get a cost of living raise each year, thanks to the unions, thanks to Albert Shanker, may he rest in peace. Michael, I don't know if you are a union supporter or not, but I'll tell you this, Michael. If there were no unions, the management would have us in bondage, okay? Just like my ancient relatives back in Egypt, okay? Until Moses liberated them. Now, Michael, there are those that have and those that have or that have not, okay? And Michael, we're living in two different worlds in this country. I just saw on the computer, if you have $5 million by age 55, can I retire? I laughed like anything until I can't believe what happened to me when I saw that. Michael, what's going on in this world? Do you agree that there are two different operating societies in this world? Okay, let's let him respond. Michael, go ahead. First of all, I said, I, I was saying that if the car companies are doing fantastically, then they should go on strike. So I'm definitely not anti-union. I'm a realist. Now, here's the thing. The car companies can say to the workers, we're finished, we're through, we're going to Mexico, where the labor costs are a lot less. But guess what? They can't outsource the kids, the schools, your job is secure as a teacher. You don't have to worry about the, the, the schools closing down and saying, we're going to relocate to Mexico and bring, send your kids to Mexico. We'll have Mexican teachers teaching them because we only have to pay them one-tenth of the salaries that we're paying you and the other teachers. So that's why you're so gung-ho, because you know you cannot be outsourced. They can't send your job to another country, but they sure as hell can do it with the auto workers. Not only can they do it, but you want to know something? Eight, what is it, 75, 80% of a car today, the parts are made in other countries. They bring them here and they assemble them. They assemble the parts. They don't make them here. Try to find American-made windshield wipers. Try to find American-made motors for the windows that go electri electrically up and down. Guess what? They're not made here. All right. The parts are made in other countries and they assemble them here. You have to know what kind of a job you have. If you have a job that absolutely positively cannot be sent to another country, then you're tough. You're Mr. Tough Guy. You're Hercules. You're Samson. But if you have a job that can go to another country, you better sweat. Because 70,000 factory jobs have left the United States. Seven, seven, zero, not, not 70,000 jobs, 70,000 factories. There is nothing being made in this country anymore. And the few factories we have left, you know why they're here? Because they're automated. They are automated. If you don't believe me, there's a show on TV that says, how is it made? They go into American factories and they show how things are made and your mouth falls open because you don't see people. You okay. see factories that are automated. Okay, let's let Teddy respond in Yonkers before we uh, take a break. Teddy, go right ahead. Well, then that is a sad omen for the future of the American worker. 
I all I hear is trade schools. There are many, many trade schools. I feel that more and more students are not going to be going to four-year colleges anymore because of the cost and because of diminishing types of careers, okay? And I think that most of the young people, I'm 74, my life is more than half over, okay? I feel that the young people should get into trade schools and learn a top trade where it's in demand. Michael, elect, my former students are electricians and plumbers. That is in demand, okay? You can't outsource electricians and plumbers, carpenters, masonries, iron workers, okay? And Michael, people that manufacture things, there are companies that produce parts here. I don't think it's just outside, but you do bring up a point. The auto workers, are a, they are major companies, and they are manufacturing, building the parts outside because of cheap costs, just like Nike did with making their sneakers in Vietnam. Okay, I know all about it because I'm affiliated with the basketball camps when I was teaching with the basketball players. I know what goes on with Nike and Adidas, okay, and et cetera. But it's very sad, Michael, and I hope that it changes. But okay. I don't know the complete answer. And, Dominic, I thank you for putting me on well, you are a mensch. Well, thank you. Thank you, Teddy, uh, and thank you. For... A happy New Year, even though you're not Jewish. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teddy. Thank you so much, Michael. Teddy in Yonkers, Michael in New Jersey. We have a lot of issues we're discussing, but I, I'm also, folks, really concerned about this fentanyl situation and, you know, for lack of a better term, People are dropping like flies. You, you have this, uh, this one-year-old baby, apparently a, a, a drug uh, operation in, in the daycare. It was in the, in the air. Uh, and and, and you, you have these, these babies that are in the hospital fighting for their life, one dead. And, you know, there's got to be a way. There has to be a way to turn this around. There has to be a way. How many more people have to die? We're discussing that. We are taking on the United Auto Workers strike. We're also talking a little Biden, a little Trump. When we come back, we're going to go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn, New Jersey, Comac, Inwood, Pennsylvania, Staten Island, and Ohio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. 
WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Analysts are warning if the United Auto Workers strike doesn't end soon, you already know the repercussions. It's going to drive up car prices. And uh, we are taking your telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC until 1 a.m. this morning. And that's when Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight will take over. Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good evening, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. Well, I'd like to comment on this auto worker uh, industry strike. Uh, let us not forget what happened back in the, I don't know, 70s to 80s, I think it was, with regard to the um, air traffic controllers. Um, they decided they were going on strike, and they all lost their high-paying jobs, very high-paying jobs. They did. And as far as uh, what a lot of your callers have already stated, uh, I was going to say, and it's completely correct, a lot of those jobs will go overseas. However, I'd like to see those auto manufacturers go completely out of business because they have uh, acquiesced to the Biden administration's demands to put us all into e-vehicles, which the majority of the driving public do not want. We want combustion engine vehicles. So I don't, I don't know how they're, having, they're experiencing record high profits unless it's due to people purchasing combustion engine vehicles because they know the automakers are not going to be producing them anymore. There's, I, hope they, I hope they go out of business. I really do. Well, I, I hear you, Jacqueline. I, I, I don't want to see any companies that are providing American jobs go out of business. Uh, but then they have to change what they're doing. They have to, you know, they're, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. They're being pressured to produce these e-vehicles that no one wants. And they're, correct, not, correct. Com- they're not producing the vehicles that the public wants. Right. I think it's just a matter of time. Well, you know, I I think about what happened uh, up in Rochester, New York. Uh, I don't know if you recall, Jacqueline, uh, Kodak. uh, I think it was Kodak up in uh, Rochester. Yeah. One of the biggest companies in the world and at least the Rochester uh, area, where are they at now? You know, nowhere because they didn't change with the times. Right. 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 And so, and, and, you know, same thing is, I don't even know if Brothers typewriters are still around. Um I don't know if you remember those, Jacqueline. Yes, um, I had one in my college days. That's how I did my term papers. <laughs> well, Jacqueline, thank you. Thank you for the call. Greatly appreciated. Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Let's go from Jacqueline to Mary in New Jersey. Good evening, Mary. What's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. I just want to call to compliment the um, conversation between Teddy and Michael. And, uh, and give you compliments because that was very enlightening. Um, they both presented their uh, their their points beautifully. And at first, it sounded as though it might be contentious, but then it just smoothed out. I got all kinds of good information from it. And you know, if there was a point to be conceded, it was conceded graciously. And I just wanted to say, you know, happy New Year back to Teddy and you know, and to Michael. 
and I just I just want to give them such compliments and give you such compliments for providing a, a really excellent moment. Well, Mary, thank you for that. And we want to thank you for listening and, and for your support. And it means the world to uh, to hear comments like that. So thank you. Thank you uh, so much. Ooh. And uh, I want you to have a uh, a great day. And I hope you had a great weekend, Mary. Mary in New Jersey. Ohio and Jay. Good evening, Jay. What's on your mind? Yeah. Listen, what the what the order workers are feeling are the effects of, of Biden's poor economic um, policies, right? The fact that he cut off the Keystone Pipeline as soon as he got into office, actually as soon as he stole office, he cut off the Keystone Pipeline. Interest rates are going through the roof, right? They're feeling the effects of the high prices in the grocery stores, high fuel prices, right, for gasoline. They're feeling the same effects that everybody else is feeling, including wealthy people. You know right? what, Jay? They're asking for more money because, because of Biden's policies. And uh, Michael's observations about autos and Jacqueline's explanation about um, – her explanation about what's actually happened with the EVs, right? Biden is co- trying to coerce the um, the car companies to produce EVs, right? Electric vehicles, right? Instead of producing vehicles that the market is demanding, people want gasoline-powered vehicles, yes. right? Nobody wants to stand in line for 45 minutes and longer, right, to charge up a vehicle. and And also the infrastructure isn't there. It's all caused by Biden, right? Hey, Jay, I, I, I do, I do want to ask you uh, this, this question. I want to know if it's only my perception. So, and I don't know what it's like in Ohio. Maybe you folks have different prices, but but here's where I'm going with this. You uh, mentioned prices going up, and the last couple of days, I have been in uh, Connecticut. I have been in New Jersey. I have been in New York. And everywhere I go to get a meal, it seems like it's $20. No matter no matter what I do. If if I I went now now I did on the hutch the other day. I, I stopped at a uh a Subways, which, you know, they the prices are up. They gotta pay for the I guess the franchise on the highway, whatever. So I, I had a uh, a foot long uh turkey sandwich. With uh with a with a soda and a bag small bag of chips, and it was like eighteen nineteen dollars. Everywhere I went, it was a minimum of twenty dollars. Is is it just me, or is that's what's happening? And is that happening in Ohio? Listen, it's I'm gonna tell you, it's all over, right? Everybody's feeling the effects of Biden's policies. Everybody's being squeezed by the fact that interest rates are going up, right? Bond the bonds, right? The bonds that go on the market are not being bought bought up by foreigners, right? You know, it's like I said, the value of the dollar is sinking. You know, it's it's like like I said, Biden is destroying this country, right? All of this is his fault. He's causing all of this because this was not going on, right? In, until 2019 when he came into office. I I I you know Jay, when when a person is correct. Um, 
And when it happens on your watch, you, you know, you take the credit, you got to take the blame. But I mean, I've just, I've just been in shock. Thank you for the call, Jay. No matter, you know, I'm not supposed to have uh, McDonald's, the Burger King stuff. We've talked about this as a diabetic. And of course, sometimes for convenience, I don't have time to, you know, stop and sit down and, I'm not even supposed to have regular bread or a bun. I'm only supposed to have Dave's killer bread, you know, and a half a slice at that. Ugh. That's what I'm supposed to have. But everywhere I go, it's you go into McDonald's, it seems like $18, $19. For one meal. For one uno. One meal. And I, you know, I'm like, now Dominic, is something wrong with you? Or, 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 you know, we, we, we know you're kind of cheap when it comes to spending money, but everywhere you go, it's 20 bucks close to it for a meal. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good evening, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, yeah, so Don, I want to co- comment about the fentanyl deaths of the one-year-old, okay? Okay. And the, the poisoning of these children. I mean, people, I wish this was a national show because uh, people have to, New York, nobody gives a damn about human life anymore. But people have to know that this Biden is a murderous psychophant, okay, with a P, not psychophant with an S. He is a psychophant with a P. I mean, he's playing everything he does is, is an act which is opposite of Trump. No matter what the fallout is, no matter what the ramifications politically for this country are, we saw what he did in Afghanistan. Okay, okay, Larry, wait, wait. what does that have to do with the one-year-old? Okay, because the fentanyl deaths are being caused by fentanyl being brought into this country, obviously, through the the border crossings and illegal immigration. Now, because Trump wanted to block the border— he has to do the opposite, no matter what the fallout. Now, we see what the fallout is now. A little baby dying, babies getting poisoned. It's, but he's unfazed. He's unfazed by deaths and murder, okay? This man is a psychophant with a P. He's, he, he's, he's crazy. He's, at, he's, not, he's not really – he's the first president that ever played, uh, that ever played the power that was beneath him. A president is supposed to be above – Interest groups, above, you know, he's supposed to lead them. Instead, they lead him. Okay, but I, w- I want to go back to uh, I want to go back to how you started the the comment. You said in New York, no one quote gives a damn about human life. You, you really believe it's that bad, Larry? Is that bad? I'm asking. Is it, is it that bad? Yes, yes, yes. You know, some yes. You know, things that we can only conjure in our imagination. Okay, that we would relegate to fiction have been occurring. Old ladies getting shot in the back. Did you see the the picture of that 71-year-old lady that got murdered in the Bronx? She was an angel. She was running. She was just doing her regular chores during the day in a commercial section of the Bronx. These are things that we think about. We say, could this happen next? Could this happen next? People have gotten shot through doors. Little girls have been gotten shot and through everything imaginable has already happened. Do you see any changes? Do you see stopping frisks? Okay. You don't see that because nobody cares about you. We're numb. Okay. Eric Adams keeps going partying. He won't miss a party at the, in the club at zero bond every night. Uh, you know, when he first came into office, he reacted to the first murder. Uh, like he was like, he was genuinely moved. And after that, 
He never commented on any more murders, and it's happening worse and worse every day. The police don't give a damn either, okay? Nobody cares. That's where you and I uh, differ. I believe that. Thank you for the call, Larry. I do believe the police care. Their hands are tied in terms of the district attorneys, what the district attorneys are willing to prosecute. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are here until 1 a.m. this morning. Uh, Before I take a break, before I take a break, I want to go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Good evening, Audrey. What's on your mind? And thank you for taking my call. You know, what's troubling, first of all, when I first heard about this daycare center, they were saying it was a carbon dioxide poisoning. And just today, I'm hearing that it's totally different. So something stinks here. It doesn't sit, sit right because carbon dioxide poison is far, far less devastating than. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know where you heard that at, Audrey. All the, all the initial reports said drug related fentanyl okay. that I saw. Last, it doesn't matter because I don't, you know, I don't believe in the same news anyway. But um, the thankful part about it is, how is it that this, 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 this place was it licensed? Do you know that the daycare center? It, it's licensed it's and it passed an inspection. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yes, in the Bronx. All right. I understand now because the guy from the building department, the, you, oh, what's his name, the one that's on investigation, or um, he's the uh, commissioner, ex-commissioner former, of buildings? Right, former commissioner. Okay, that's where um, this fits in because I was told it. Um, but it, but, but it, it wouldn't but, be the buildings department that handled that. It's it's the, uh, the child care agency from the state of New York. <laughs> That, but the re- how I got the information about the um, carbon dioxide, they were saying that this, this guy took money and didn't report that they didn't have a detector. But that just shows how stories can go around, and you got to get to the point of it. But thank you. Okay, I but wait, Audrey, before I, was that, did you hear that from a reputable news organization? You can't believe everything that you hear. I'm old enough to know this, Dominic, and okay. I don't believe anything. But it was said on a, on a, on, um, on a reputable news station that, you know, like I said, I called anything other than— yeah, you get, you get your information is great in other places, but everything to me is for entertainment until this can be proven. Right. And, I'm just, and, and how and how authorities knew immediately what it was is because the Narcan saved the lives of the other kids. Oh Audrey. Uh, one more thing. And the auto workers, that, um, right now, just everything is being outsourced. And hopefully, um, you want a real job, young people, go in the medical field. Everybody gets sick. How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was well. Thank, thanks thank for asking. And, um, you know, Audrey, thank you for the call. With the weekends, and folks, I know you can relate to this, it seems like it, seems like it takes forever to get to your Friday, whatever your Friday may be, and then you blank. Like, remember the character, I Dream, I dream of Jeannie? I forgot the actress that, that I think all the kids growing up, you know, had a little crush on her. Barbara something was her name. But, you know, she blink and I dream of Jeannie. That's what I feel like the weekends are like. We blink and then poof, they're gone. And it's back to Monday and then it's back to. And by the way, folks, you want to stay away from Manhattan's east side. Oh, the president in town for the U.N. and the, the U.N. General Assembly. And I don't know why. <laughs> why they put the agents out there and the police and all it does, it, it seems like it's more bumper to bumper with the help that's supposed to make it better. 
Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, we're going to Sandra in New Jersey, to Staten Island, Pennsylvania, Inwood, Comac, and also some other calls from New Jersey. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Sunday evening. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC until 1 a.m. We see all your calls coming in from around the country. And uh, thank you to Margot Katsimatidis, John Katsimatidis for the expanded airtime. So it means that you and I can have a lot more time together, and I'm not rushing, 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 rushing through every call. Sometimes I have to move along. Something may be going on, a commercial break, but we have more time to chat. And thank you to the Casamitidis family for that. Let's go to Sandra in New Jersey. Good evening, Sandra, on this Sunday night. What's on your mind? Oh, good evening, darling. First of all, I want to say something very similar to that lovely woman who... Praise Ted and Michael. I I want to like Ted all the time. I try and try, and sometimes I'm a little bit, you know, surprised at the things he said. But tonight, Ted, I really like you. You listened, and you were professional, and Michael was so professional. And you both, I was just very touched by the conversation between the two of them and how you put that together. And thank you, Ted. You got a, you got a check for me tonight. And um, I also want to have a question regarding the death of the child in that daycare center, you know, over the fentanyl. Yes. I saw some pictures, and I want to know, were those pictures part of the daycare center? They were, it was a filthy picture of a kitchen. and Because I'm saying to myself, if that's part of the school, why would anyone even want to send their kids there? Right. So maybe that was not. I don't well, know. I, I, I don't know which uh, photo you may be referring to, so I can't I can't comment on that. But all, all I can tell you is that uh, there are certain stories that I've been doing this a long time, and there are certain stories that just slap me and stop me. And as soon as I saw this one with this with this uh, one year old child, and it, you know, Sandra, I. And I want to believe that Larry in Brooklyn is not correct, but but it does make me wonder, you know, it seems like, you know, okay, a one-year-old child was killed, fentanyl. Okay, what's for lunch? You know, other children injured, fighting for their life still. Okay, what's for dinner? And, you know, I, I don't know, Sandra. We got to find a way. Uh, we collectively, collectively, we've got to find a way to... Uh, to deal with this, this fentanyl craze and and uh, the trank and you know sores from the from the inside out on your skin. Thank you for the call, Sandra in New Jersey. Let's stay in New Jersey and let's go to uh, Linda. Good evening, Linda. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yeah. Good evening, uh, Dominic. Uh, my first time caller to you. Oh well, thank you. I love thank your you. show. Thank you, and Linda. I love listening to it. Thank you. And you, of course. <laughs> thank you. Um, I have to agree with you, though, on one thing. 
uh, well, many things, but this is one major thing. $20 for food. Yes, I agree with you there. Yes. I mean, I, 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 I don't, Linda, I, and I want to believe, okay, so the first time it happened, I said, okay, I'm in a place where it's just costly to eat here. But it seems like everywhere I go, twenty dollars. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. And I mean, how are we supposed to survive? We can't. <laughs> we can't survive, Dominic. We can't. But twenty it's bucks for one. Higher. Twenty bucks for higher. one meal. For one meal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm starting to eat the same food over and over and over. It gets hard to pay twenty dollars for something. And and I'm so. not I'm Linda, I'm not even gonna get started on the mayonnaise. On the mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm not gonna get started on that because then I'll receive fifteen emails <laughs> with people telling me how expensive I mean the, the mayonnaise they want seven dollars for a jar of mayonnaise. They want they want ten dollars for lighter fluid. Ten dollars. Yeah, and if you then, want a steak, you might as well cut off your arm because that's what it's going to cost you. I, I mean, uh, you got to eat, eat more peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> that's uh, what they're for, forcing on us, really. You know? Right, so, right. Uh, well, anyway. Well, well, Linda, thank, thank you for the call. Greatly appreciated. And you know, folks, so as a diabetic, you know, I don't think I'm supposed to eat the jelly and... What I don't understand is that, uh, you know, when I I get uh, when I want a snack late at night, they say I can have an apple with some peanut butter and a couple. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like peanut butter unless unless Kenneth, unless it's peanut butter and jelly. Right. I mean, everybody likes peanut butter and jelly. Am I wrong? Oh, you can't go wrong with that. Not at all. Right, but I don't know if I get my diet, you know, what I'm supposed to eat, and then these doctors are going to lecture me, and then I have to cancel an appointment because I don't want to get lectured, and then if you cancel the appointment, they're going to charge you $100 because you canceled, and that's just, and then you got a deductible, and then it's on and on and on. Folks, we're here at Talk Radio 77 WABC. Those of you on hold, stay with me. We will be right back. With us now, Dominic Carter. Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Dominic, I want to say, when we started calling around in uh, New York City last week to find out who would have their finger on this story, you were the person who was most often mentioned, and that's why we asked you to be with us this morning. So, what do you hear? What do you know? How is this thing going to come out? Now, here's Dominic. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And uh, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Our number two, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hope you had a uh, lovely weekend, folks. And uh, I'm looking at my phone and... uh, uh, Sherry, uh, the retired uh, NYPD police officer, just helped me out. And Sherry says peanut butter, <laughs> you can't make this up, is about $6 a jar. $6 a jar for peanut butter. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. 
Wow. I maybe I, I thought peanut butter used to be like two fifty. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe three dollars, you know, six six bucks. So there there's one thing that I do want to say. Bet you can't hit me with a quarter. I want you to listen to what I'm saying, folks. Bet you can't hit me with a quarter. So I'm driving to work a few hours ago, as always on the FDR, and um, there's a man. So normally, normally when I go home, normally when I go home, there are people, not just one, up on the Harlem River Drive to get to the George Washington with their signs up in the middle of the road. And, you know, you're tired and you're like, I better pay attention. I don't want to hit anybody. And, of course, they're, they're begging for money. Bet you can't hit me with a quarter. So I'm coming down the FDR, and it's always congested and bottlenecked, you know, at, at a certain point right around 100 and uh, about 119th or 120th Street when it's merging and so on. And there's this man, for the first time ever, I've ever seen in my life, there used to be somebody that's still there that stands off to the side of the road, only in New York, and this guy doesn't move. He looks like a human statue, and he's, he's locked in the position for like an hour. And it's like, is this guy real? But at least he's off to the side of the road. Mr. Bet You Can't Hit Me With A Quarter has this humongous sign, and he's holding it up, for every car, and that's his way of getting you to give him money. He's stating, bet you can't hit me with a quarter. And I have to be honest with you, my window was rolled down, and my first instinct was to immediately, quickly roll up my window, which is what I did, and then make sure the doors were locked. Because I don't I don't find this type of stuff cute. I find it degrading and I find it degrading to an entire city. This as I don't know if you folks have uh, paid attention to this, a story that I told you about before and folks hang on, we see all your telephone calls. We'll get to them, I promise. The guy that was the guy that was <laughs> he had a stroller with a baby and he would walk up and down the block and attack people physically. He's terrorized at least five women in New York City. I'm so glad that the judge set his bail at 50000 Prosecutors wanted 150000 32-year-old Sam Mensah. He has a dozen prior arrests. Accused in a separate incident of assaulting a 64-year-old grandmother, spitting in a reporter's eye, knocking a passerby out cold. And so he was arrested uh, on East 77th Street uh, near 3rd Avenue when uh, he was charged with assault for allegedly shoving the older woman. And so this guy's been doing the nuts that, that are here in our area. And the man that he knocked out had no recollect, no recollection of being knocked unconscious and only learned that he had been attacked when a police officer told him. 
We're going to get to uh, Mayor's, Mayor Adams and um, Rikers Island. Uh, he's doing something that I agree with. Adams, the you know, the city council said close Rikers. Adams says, wait a minute, that there won't be enough space in the, uh, in the four borough-based jails. And he's right. He's right. You can't close Rikers. You need to expand it. Let's continue with your telephone calls here. Let's go to Tony in Queens. Good morning, Tony. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I just wanted to uh, mention the reason everything's so expensive is because elections have consequences. And if you look at the pay that everyone in McDonald's gets and all of those fast food restaurants, at $20 an hour, they have to pay these people. And that's why everything's so expensive. But, hey, Tony, I hear you and I respect what you're saying. But, Tony, if you go into, like the kids like to say Mickey D's. So if you go into Mickey D's, right? And now, granted, I'm not supposed to be eating there. But if you go in Mickey D's or Burger King and you just happen to get a combo meal, right? That's eighteen dollars when when it's all said and done. I yeah, mean, they for, have to pay the person. <laughs> but for one you know? meal, Tony, for one, and you know, yeah. you you got to eat two, three times a day. I know they they want to make profits too. You know. Yeah, you're correct about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the uh, call, Tony. This morning, we're also talking the strike by the United Auto Workers. Uh, which is which is ongoing. Let's go to let's go here to Roberta Staten Island. Good morning, Roberta. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. Talking about uh, the auto workers that uh, they're being forced to build these EVs that nobody wants, and and people like me who who had trouble with their car last week had to wait a long time to get a part as started, which shouldn't take long, and of course like three times as much. Talking about expense. It's almost a thousand dollars. Supposed to be a couple of hundred, not a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars for a starter. Yeah, and well, with the late because of the, you can't get you can't get parts. The one at the garage owner told me that he had so much trouble getting parts, and I know he said well, one part for some guy is not coming until the end of October, and it's uh, it's because of this EV situation. Wow. The, the, the car manufacturers aren't, aren't making new cars. They're forced to make these EVs, which nobody wants. And uh, it's very hard. Very hard to get parts. Wow. The whole situation is bad. And as far as uh, food goes, you have to know how to put apps on your phone. Because like McDonald's, I get things for free. Like I got a cheeseburger, which I'm not so crazy about. But I got that for free. And and other places give you deals on Mondays and stuff. You have to know how to... How to work the system? You know what I'm saying? Well, you you know what, Roberta, you're you're correct, but in the in the in the scale of things, I I just don't have time to go through all of that. You know, let me go to this app. I mean, you're you're right. I guess I can't complain if I don't want to work the system, but it just <laughs> seems like there's just never enough time, or uh, for for everything that needs to be done. And you know, you got to get something to eat and. But I, I'm, I'm. T- it's like a revelation to me. Everywhere I've gone the last couple of days, it and and I walked into, uh, I walked into. Uh, so the other day I was in Secaucus, right, and mm-hmm. and I walked into um, 
Buffalo Wild Wings, right? To mm-hmm. so I think to get eight wings with fries that I'm not supposed to have and a soda, it was twenty three dollars. So mm-hmm. I turned around mm-hmm. and I walked right out of uh, uh, Buffalo mm-hmm. Wild Wings, and they were right next mm-hmm. to a uh, what's the burger place? Red Red Robin. Red Robin. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm just going to eat a burger and I'll have a couple of fries. And and that came to $21. So I didn't save any mm-hmm. money. And, mm-hmm. then, and then you have to get gas. And uh, mm-hmm. Roberta, thank you. Thank you so much for the for the uh, call. And I hope it all works out with your uh, with your starter for your uh, vehicle. I hope they're able to get it in. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, uh, hi, Dominic. Let me break a couple things down for you. First, it was Barbara Eden and that thing in Rochester. I do believe that was Xerox. But this is um, this is economics 101. Since the end of World War II, the industrial manufacturing superpower of the world has committed suicide. This has driven the, uh, the loss of jobs and has destroyed the uh, tax base. Now, in 2020, when this man got into office, his religious mission to destroy the production of domestic oil, uh, because we're destroying the planet trying to exist, gasoline was $2 a gallon when he got in. It's now $4 now a, a gallon. Now, imagine a $2, $2 uh, raise every time you buy a gallon of gas. This drives up the cost of food. It drives up the d- delivery of food. It affects everything. The price of oil is the metaphoric blood of the body. And th- the more they make it scarce, the more it's going to drive up the price of everything. That's the bottom line. And I think you're correct. And um, I like the metaphor that, that you used as it relates to oil. And that's something that uh, Mr. Katsimatidis talks about all the time. The, uh, the price of oil and how it impacts food and everything else. David, thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Bobby, the Upper West Side. Good morning, Bobby. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. You're the best. Thank you. Very you're, kind of you to best. say. Thank you. I, no, I'm serious. Um, I'm sure you're worried about your family. When, pe- when, co- when politicians say this is the tipping point, I'm here to tell you and all your listeners that intellectual people say, oh, this is a tipping point. There is a, also a tipping point in the aggravated, just like the, 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 the violence on the streets, it's 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 like nobody nobody knows when it's coming, and the next thing you know, there's a cop talking to you while you're on the sidewalk, and he's saying, "Buddy, buddy, we're going to get you to the hospital, buddy. It's going to be okay." And it's scary, and you're so correct. It is so scary, and you are so right, Bobby. Okay. That's I'm, I mean, I tried to boil it down and be quick about this, but I I see it all the time. I'm I'm in a really good neighborhood. I live across the street from Hank Scheinkoff, and it's there's so much 
dangerous stuff going on here. Okay. Right. Well, Bobby, thank thank you for that. And to to Bobby's point, right? So I it seems like this is something we're we're becoming immune to as well. Uh, a masked man was caught on video robbing a, a couple of uh chain stores in Brooklyn, right? And this is happening as you know, coast to coast. So in one store, he swiped $11,000 in merchandise and cash, right? And during the uh, first robbery, <clears throat> excuse me, the suspect entered the Fulton Street Burlington store after business hours between 12.43 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. through an emergency exit. Stole perfume, clothing, electronics, valued at $6,000. The same burglar struck again the Fulton Street Champ store a few weeks later. And, you know, this is just starting to happen all over the country. And I, uh, correction, not starting to happen. It's happening all over the country over the uh, summer, a Burlington store in California was targeted by three women who were caught on camera, slowly wheeling out a trio of shopping carts of merchandise in broad daylight. This is why you have to lock these animals up. It's the only thing that they understand. Pamela, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Um, Yeah, there's something strange about this strike because the auto companies were in the pocket of Biden. I remember them prancing around with Biden trying out their EVs and yada, yada, yada. And now the unions who are supposed to also be in Biden's pocket are turning There's something very strange about these events. I don't think we know the full story. And as far as the, you know, this is all a chain reaction. Our lives are being made miserable because of the Democrats. And that's why we have to vote Republican Trump, uh, because guess what else is going to come down the line? I was talking to the young people on my block because I'm uh, discussing them going into um, vocational schools and uh, they're taking my advice and good for them. But also, you have to vote, I told them, because uh, a draft is coming, because uh, we've got soldiers in Africa, we've got them in uh, Ukraine, and they're going to have to start a draft, because our military is depleted. So there you go, a reason for the young people to vote Republican, because we're headed for wars on all fronts, and there's got to be a draft, because we just don't have enough people. Well, we'll 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 see we'll see we'll see what happens with that, Pamela. Um, you know, but that that's why our military should not be getting into issues like uh, CRT and 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 so on, and and God knows whatever else. You know, let's let's stick to representing America. Thank you, thank you for the call, Pamela. So I'm looking at my Twitter. You can follow me at Dominic TV. Uh, you can look at my tweets at Dominic TV. Scott Craig says. Dominic, Walmart.com is the way. Two ninety eight for peanut butter. That's what Craig says, Scott Craig. Um, so I guess I better take a look there. 
Let's go to Corey in Hollywood, Florida. Good morning, Corey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dom. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Go right ahead. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a simple man. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. I'm just simple. So I use a simple weather vane, and that is the price of gasoline and the price of a bottle of Poland Spring. Now, for 20 years, I can remember going into uh, 7-Eleven, Bodega, whatever you want to call it. You could always get one for 99 cents. And now it's a buck 20, buck 49, whatever. What's the reason for this? Look at the price of gasoline. Everything costs money. People don't understand that bringing all these products here costs money and petroleum. So if you raise the price of petroleum, you're going to raise the price of everything. And some people have a difficulty putting those the correlation together. Right. And I, I do believe that, that you're correct. So so you said a bottle of Poland Spring water it used to be ninety nine cent, now it's a dollar twenty five. For twenty years at least. Go in there and you'll it'll be a buck thirty nine or something. And so it's so almost so almost a, been, so that's a, that's what yeah. a forty percent increase. Yes, huge increase. To me, I mean, it's 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 a simple thing, just a bottle, you know, forty cents or whatever. But when you when you apply it to larger things, food, everything else, right. everything is going to go up by the same amount. Right. The water doesn't cost more to actually bring out of, you know, Poland Spring, Maine, but to ship it wherever it's going, or that's what's going to cost you. And people don't realize that the petroleum is what runs everything, because that's how we ship everything everywhere. Right. Well, Corey, thank you for that call, Hollywood, Florida. And uh, I, 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 I can relate to the analogy uh, that, you, that you use there. Let's go to Lisa in Brooklyn. Good morning, Lisa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you? I'm well, Lisa. I you hope you're doing well, loud and clear. Okay, I just wanted to talk about the tragedy that happened to that little boy. He was a beautiful little boy, and it just seems that everyone's becoming desensitized that it's just like you said, another day. Things are bad in this world, but nothing is as bad as a tragedy of losing a child. Thank God I never have that. I lost everything when it comes to money, a home and everything, but losing a child, I'd rather eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day or a cracker and soup than suffer the loss that this parent, these parents did. Because as a parent, your heart goes out to people who lose their children. No matter how old they are, that's the worst tragedy in the entire world because you can't even eat when you think of something like that. And you are and, correct. And, and, it, and I guess the, the way that I deal with it is that I, I just completely try to remove myself on an emotional level. That one-year-old baby and never knew what hit him. And, and his father, his father and his mother will never be the same again, Lisa, to your point. Like I said, I am, I came from middle class and I'm so poor right now, but I have the 
I have my daughter, I have my mother who I take care of, and that's what keeps me going because that to me is more important than any food. And believe me, I can't get help from the government, nothing. But you know what? I have what matters, life, my family, and that to me is more important. So then, then, Lisa, that means you're not poor. You, you well, have, no, I'm you, rich. You, you, I, someone told yes. me that. <laughs> you you have people that care rich. about you. You said your mother. You said your daughter. How old is your daughter? Right. Uh, she's 26. She's okay. on her own. But, okay. you know, she struggles. She works a job, goes to school full time. But you know what? We have each other, and that's more important. Like I said, my heart goes out to that family and all families who lose a child. That's the worst tragedy. And can I ask you one question? The the teachers in the school, would they like? Do they check them out? Like where those drugs came from? I just well, the it's the police that should never happen. The police are stating that someone that either lived in the property was um, mm-hmm. dealing with drugs. They found drug paraphernalia uh, to, to uh, a weight scale uh, for a kilo or something like that, and. Um, all I can tell you is what's out there publicly. We It's still an active investigation, and we still have children that are fighting for their lives right now. And, no, and, I know that. And thank mm-hmm. God, thank it's God in this situation for Narcan that saved, you know, one, one is in critical condition right now. And, and nice. you know, it, all you have to do is go online, folks. Lisa, thank you so much for your wonderful call. Be well. Be thank well. you. Bye. You too. And and please, Lisa, always remember, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a glass half full type guy. Lisa, please always remember how wealthy you are. You, you may not be uh, monetarily uh, wealthy, but you're so wealthy in other areas. And I, I could hear it in your voice. And you still have your mother, you have your daughter, and so on. Um, but the situation in the Bronx, I I, I don't know what to say, folks. It, we, we've collectively, I know law enforcement, the DEA, and so on, but it's, an, it's yet another reason why the border needs to be closed. But, you know, right now with this administration, it's a message that is uh, not resonating, that is not connecting. Time for a break. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we're going to go to Russell in North Carolina, to Brooklyn, Staten Island, Yonkers, Inwood, Comac, and other calls. Talk Radio 77 WABC. 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 With us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. I give Mayor Eric Adams credit for this. He says, wait a minute. All of this with the city council, you know, closing Rikers and so on. Put that on hold. And I I agree with him. You you have these far left uh, elected officials. I'm not going to uh, attack them this morning that are part of the city council. And what planet are they living on? They want to do away with Rikers. You need, (laughs) you need more jail space. And so an alternative to Rikers putting one in, in, in each borough or the four borough it's four borough based jails set to replace the uh, aging complex. 
I, I, I don't think so. And the uh, the uh, city council needs to uh, rethink that. Again, folks, I'm driving down the um, FDR a few hours ago, headed to work, raining and so on. A man literally in the middle of the highway with a huge sign, and the sign says, bet you can't hit me with a quarter. So that's his creative way in his mind to get you to give him money. Called me, call me cold, but I just wouldn't do that because it encourages the very bad behavior. Russell, North Carolina. Good morning, Russell. What's on your mind? Well, Dominic, congratulations on the uh, ratings. Thank Um, you. Thank you. I never heard your story before about uh, how Margot Castamatidis believed in you in the beginning. And um, I never heard you, you mention that before. And, um, and that's awesome because she clearly was right because actually I've listened all throughout every day and you are Greg Kelly's on your heels, but you're, you're my favorite. And um, so when I do the tunnels to towers donation, it's gotta be for your team, man. Oh, um, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah. And, um, you know, I got to tell you, man, it's like, I've, I've got so much respect for women and, you know, Margot, like my wife, my mother, my mother-in-law, believe it or not, we actually have a great relationship. <laughs> and I'm like, I, lo- I-, I love women. Like, like I just respect them so much because mm-hmm. yeah, there's garbage women, just like there's garbage men. And, and it's like, this is, this is like, like, for you to share that, it was, it was awesome because I was like, that was the building blocks to where we are now. And I don't know how long ago that was that she said that to you. But maybe, 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 well, her husband was there as well. And when she made the comment, maybe, maybe yeah. three years ago. And um, they've been bringing well, me, man, she- they've been bringing me along the Casamitidis family and, and all I can say, Russell, thank you for the call. All I can say yeah. right now is who knows what the uh, what the future holds. And uh, and we'll just leave it at that. Wink, wink, nod, nod. We'll just leave it at that, folks, okay? Um, but, they're, but they're wonderful people. Uh, wonderful, wonderful people. And you would never know uh, that either one of them is a billionaire when you interact with them. You, you, they, they, don't, they don't come off that way. And I, I know several billionaires. And believe me, you know, they let you know that they're a billionaire. The Casamitidis, they're, they're not, I can think of at least four billionaires that I know. Um, and and it's actually more if you include the Casamitidis. And uh, they, they don't come off that way. Let's go to JR in West Virginia. Good morning, JR. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah the mountain man that talked to you about that tree in your backyard and told you to look out for a loaded limb. But what I want to talk to you about, Dominic, you're talking about we don't know what the future has to hold. But in 08, when Barack Hussein Obama become president, me and all of my military buddies, we knew something wasn't going to be good down the road. And we started getting ready, Dominic, and we got we got tons of food saved up. We vacuum packed it in those sealers, 
and it's good for 25 years. And we got many, many cases of water, and we got thousands of rounds of ammunition and guns. And uh, we're all military people, but we knew this was coming, and we bought all that stuff when it was oh, a whole lot cheaper than it is now, half or less. Mm-hmm. And we're 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 ready for whatever comes down the road. And it may not happen, but I hope and pray to the good Lord above it doesn't happen. But me and my military buddies see see something that's not good. But anyway, bless your heart, I'm glad you didn't mess with that tree, Dominic. (laughs) I'd hate to see a loaded limb get you. I want to ask you one question. Which end of that tree did that guy start on when he started cutting that tree up? Wow. You know whether you started on the big <laughs> end or the little end. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't remember. To be honest, I wish with you. I knew because if he started, he should have started on the little end. And I always cut as many hundreds of thousands of trees I've cut. I always start on the little end, and that way your limbs, uh, you know, don't have as much force if they do come loose and hit you and break your leg. But we. Mm. We got. We know what a loaded limb, because I know people have had their chainsaws knocked back into their forehead, into their arms, and into their legs, and uh, their ankles broke, and their leg, knees messed up, and everything else. Wow! But if he didn't get hurt, that's good. That's all. I I was worried. I was worried about it. Ever who it was, he he might be kind of a mediocre. But, man, if I could have got a couple of my buddies to come with me, we would have come up there and cut that tree up for you. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jr. in West Virginia. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you keep us informed, buddy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Your words mean the world to me there. You just warmed my heart. Thank you. Let's go to David in Comac. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm totally against uh, what's going on with uh, the UAW between the UAW and these greedy franchise car dealers uh, and the car makers. I'm just sick of it. Between the price gouging on the new and used cars and the attorney general sits on the backside in New York State throughout this country and does absolutely nothing to stop the price gouging in New York, in New Jersey, in Connecticut, in Pennsylvania, in Massachusetts, absolutely nothing. And you're paying for a 2,300 Accord, $9,000, with 37,000 miles on it. With a 2,800 Accord should not be 11.7 out in Plaza Honda with 16,000, with 19,000 miles on it. These cars are too old to be that that expensive. Yet the Attorney General and Congress basically sitting and doing nothing about the price gouging. And these UAWs, right? They should fire every single one of them because the unions in this country are bankrupting this country. Well, I, I, I hear you, David. Uh, there are a lot of people that share uh, your sentiment. Let's see how the UAW situation plays out. But then to your point, it may not completely play out. Until- I think Congress has to step in and say enough is enough between the price gouging and mm-hmm. now the strike, right? And the, who, who, who was this CEO? Who in his right mind should have a right to make $50 million a year as a CEO Right. I've heard this story before. Right. I think it was what was it Microsoft or Intel or some other huge corporation. Right. That they split up. Maybe it was Microsoft. I don't remember. But I've heard this type of scenario before. 
right? I think it's atrocious when a CEO is making fifty million, right? But for them to ask for a forty percent raise, they're in fantasy land. That isn't happening, right? And, and let me tell you something: the, the unions, to me, between me and the land coast, are basically trench coat mafia trying to steal your lunch money. Because my friend Jerry worked for the Transit Workers Union in Roosevelt Island. He drove the surface transit bus, and they fired him anyway. He was in the union. If they're going to get rid of you and you're in a union, they don't care. They find a way to get rid of you. If you work for a Fortune 500 company like IBM, Microsoft, or Intel, right, you're going to get the same benefits that you would as if you worked for a union. Well, I, I hear you, David, and I thank you for the call, and, and you have a uh, a wonderful morning. We we have a lot of issues we're discussing. Dominic Carter here with you. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, and about five minutes we'll have the chronicles of uh, Dominic Carter. And right now we are taking your telephone calls. Rob in Yonkers, what's on your mind, Rob? Good evening, Dominic. I have a question for you. Being an educated black man, I came through the hard way. <clears throat> I wonder, I'd like to ask you what's your opinion on what's going on in the black community. According to Ray Kelly, a couple of weeks ago, and Bill O'Reilly, who I heard a couple of weeks ago, 50%, 75% of violent crime in the city are being committed by the young black males. What your suggestions should be done to change that? Okay, so I want to make sure I got this right, Rob. So, it said you wanted to talk about something else, but but you you just raised another issue. Okay, so that that's okay. So now you, I, I just like when people are honest when they say what they want to talk about, you know. So, but okay, so you want to talk about black on black crime, right? Yeah. And 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 you want to know what now? Again, you want to know my perspective on what? I like to know what what your opinion is, being an educated black man. Um, what should be done about the changing the situation? Because it's serious. Mm-hmm. Well, what what does um, I know this is going to sound a little silly, but you say as an educated black man, why does it have to be educated? Why can't I just have well, an opinion? It have you know, to be because you can't, you can't do the hard way. That's why. right. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I I talk about this all the time, Rob, and I you know I see here's the here's the problem that once I put it out there and say how I feel, then every call coming in after you is going to be on this topic. And I don't want it to be on this topic because I, I try sometimes to avoid race because we in society get overloaded in terms of everything becomes racial, but okay. I, I will, uh, I will answer your question. Now you said 75% of crime. Are you talking about in New York city? I don't know what. Yes. Okay. And, and you said Ray Kelly said this. Ray Kelly, a couple of weeks ago, I heard him being interviewed as well. Bill O'Reilly between 50 to 75% of violent crime in the city is being committed by young black men. Okay. But see now, now you just lowered it to 50 and that, that that's a big difference. I don't, but I'm trying to go ahead. Go ahead. 50 to 70. I'm sorry. 50 to 70, 50 to 75 percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say, let's say you heard uh, the former police commissioner correctly, right? Because people sometimes hear what they think they just heard and then it's not the case. So let's say, let's say, let's say that the, that your point is correct, right? Um, I'm, I'm not one for excuses. So if, 
if in New York City, uh, 50 to 75 percent of crimes are being committed by blacks, uh, by young black males, uh, something has to be done about it. That's why I'm a strong supporter of stop, question, and frisk. I understand the civil rights arguments that have been made about it, and it's not right for people to unfairly be targeted and pulled over if they haven't done it, committed a crime. Hello? Wait, so, yeah, say that again. Wait, I cannot. Are you talking to me or is that you, you have your radio turned up? Because I, Rob, are you with me still? Yeah, I'm still with you. OK, OK. So so why don't you just ask me what it is you want to ask me and stop beating around the bush? No, I, I just want to know, being an educated black man, what do you suggest to be done? OK, so what what should be done? Right. You're asking me what. Thank you for the call. You're asking me what should be done. Number one. um. If you're again, no excuses. None, none of these uh, bleeding heart district attorneys. You cross the line, you get locked up. Period. Period. Um, no excuses. And and see again, I don't really want to focus on this right now because I'm discussing other things. And once once I as a particularly as a black host, once I mention race. Every call coming in after that goes to, to race. We are taking your telephone calls on the UAW strike. So if you listen to the show, you know how I feel about black-on-black crime. It has to stop. It has to stop. I don't buy into that stupid argument of, oh, don't snitch and all of that garbage. We're taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're talking the auto strike with the uh, with the uh, auto workers union. We're talking about the uh, one-year-old baby uh, killed in the Bronx is believed it's fentanyl daycare. A number of issues we're dealing with. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of your calls and the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Life in the big city. A man with a gun, a thief, robbed a man to the tune of $60,000 during an afternoon stick-up in Queens. The 47-year-old victim, 47 years old, was on his way back from a check-cashing facility carrying the money, a small fortune, when the uh, thief caught him on Skillman Avenue near 49th Street at 3 p.m. This happened on Friday, according to the NYPD. The robber fired one shot into the ground, the pavement, at the victim's feet before grabbing the cash and fleeing on a moped uh, that was driven by a getaway uh, driver. And so police are asking for the public's help to... uh, to solve this, and they have released surveillance footage. We are taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour. Let's go to Melissa, Long Island. Good morning, Melissa. What's on your mind? Hi, good morning, Mr. Carter. Thank you for taking my phone call. Of course. Go right um, ahead. Um, I just, I had a little bit of a, like, a, like, 
for lack of better way of putting it, like a little bit of a breakout down the other day, because I heard like bing, bing, bing. It was like a commercial on the radio. And, and, and then all of a sudden they, they, they started like warning us about like the COVID and everything. And it made me feel very uncomfortable. It reminded me of going back to 2020, like July, like, is this ever going to end? And they just keep pushing in our head that we're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. You, you, you're going to get sick. Is anybody else feeling uncomfortable about this? Like, is this going to happen again? So when you say this, right, uh, you mean the shutdown? What what exactly do you mean? I mean, like, the, the totally shutdown of the... They didn't just shut down, like, a state or country. They shut down the world. And then and then every five seconds, if you, like, if you left the television on, there would be, like, these weird commercials going... I don't know if you remember the sound of it. I, I can hear it in the back of my brain. But it would be like bing, 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 and they would remind you to go get a COVID test or go stand online or, you know, wear a mask. I, I feel like that they're starting to prepare us that for that again. Well, Do you I not I, feel that I, same I, way. Well, I, Melissa, I, I, um, you know, I, I, you know, you feel the way you feel, and who am I to, to knock the way that you feel? For you, that's reality that you feel it's going. And a lot of people express that. Uh, I picked up uh, some medication on uh, on uh, Saturday, and um, in picking up the medication, they gave me like a a cheat sheet with with like four different shots that I could get at okay. my local CVS, and one of them happened to be the COVID shot. And you know, I had my initial COVID shots. But to be honest with you, since then, I've been a bit reluctant. I don't know about you. Have you had yours? Well, Mr. Carter, that's, um, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not what I, maybe I'm not um, expressing myself properly. Or uh, I mean, like, I feel like it's scaring us to shut down the world again. Not necessarily about getting the shot. I just feel like, I feel like they're warning us, like, like, do you feel like they're letting us know that they're going to shut us down again? No, I, I don't feel that way, Melissa. But but who am I to knock the way that you feel? You know, perception becomes reality. That That's the way that you feel. Let's let's all yeah, hope. Yeah. And, let's all hope and pray that that your feeling is wrong um, because nobody oh, yeah, nobody knows so. what the future. And, and listen. And listen, I am a very positive person when it comes to all of this. Okay, you know what I mean. I, mm-hmm. um, I work in a Dollar Tree. I'm so like proud of it, and I'm proud of my veterans that come in. I'm proud of like my local people that come in. Um, I just, I would hate to see this to go down for political reasons as opposed to for the real reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, Melissa, ho- hold on a second. I'm going to go to Loretta in Brooklyn. And uh, oh, L- Loretta, uh, what w- we just lost, uh, we just uh, lost the, the other call. But but go go ahead, maybe she'll call back. Go okay. ahead, Loretta. Go ahead. Thank you, Dominic. Um, a couple of years ago, I was talking to EMS workers uh, when we had CVS over here by us. They since closed a year and a half ago. But uh, I was talking to the nicest guy. His wife was getting prescriptions filled, and I'm talking to him for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. He said 
they had to get vaxxed, of course, to keep their jobs. They're both EMS workers. He said, it's always going to be here like the flu, and it's always going to change like the flu changes. But me, at my age, at 78, I have the luxury of deciding not to get vaxxed because I live alone and I take care of essential needs. Um, I, I put the mask on when I go in the store and take it out, take it off when I come out of the store. And I leave it in God's hands because God God knows what's best for me. And my doctor got, re- got really pissed at me, and I told him I trust God. But that's not enough for some people. For a lot of people, I, I get that. But maybe Melissa uh, is taking it. You know, stress is a killer. It's going to get you before any illness will. It interferes with your sleep, your eating, your mental mood, your frame of mind. Don't take it so seriously, Melissa. Um, Some famous philosopher, I don't know if it was Maya Angelou, she said, life is too important to be taken seriously. I didn't understand it until I lived it. Twelve years ago, when I got sick, I, I, was, I almost died. It wasn't my time to go. Then in rehab, they said I'd never walk again, so I didn't take my own legs seriously. I didn't take my own self seriously, and I'm walking. Okay, well, let, let me say this, Loretta, and I'm glad you're walking. I'm glad you're doing better. Melissa is back with us, and I, I only have a minute here for both of you live because we have a bunch of other callers, mm-hmm. and I'm done at the top of the hour. Melissa, did you hear what Loretta just said as it relates to you? Melissa? Oh, hi. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to hear what okay. Loretta said. Okay, so got... Loretta, just quickly repeat it, yes. what you just said relating to Melissa. Quickly, Melissa, please. Melissa, stress is a killer. It's going to get you before any illness, any disease will. It interferes with your sleep, your eating, your mental mood, uh, your anxiety, do the best you can. Make the ju- best judgments you can for yourself. But don't take the weight uh, uh, of the world on your shoulders. Take one day at a time because that's all you get. And leave it in the hands of God. God knows what's best for you. He's going to guide you. Trust him. Don't trust people. Don't trust doctors. Trust your inner voice, your inner spirit. Have your spirit connect with the spirit. You can't go wrong that way. Okay, Melissa, you have the final say before I move on to the next call. And thank you, Loretta. Go right ahead, Melissa. I want to say this really quick to Miss Loretta. Thank you so much. I'm doing this as fast as I can. I had the best news ever today. I'm having a second grandchild. Well, that's that's wonderful news. That's wonderful okay, news. We're okay. glad to say, and and then just my first grandchild. Uh, my first grandchild. His name is Benjamin. Well, I, I, I send our regards to Benjamin. Thank you, Loretta. Thank you, Melissa. Let's go to Francine in Brooklyn. Good morning, Francine. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. How are you? How I'm you? doing well. And how are you? I'm doing fine. And thank you for all the information you give us about the crime around the city. It's terrible, so I have to guard myself from the madness. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to speak about the uh, auto workers, and I think that they should get a raise. Not the 50% that was indicated, but what, I think the 40? whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, not thinking, I'm not talking about the CEOs. I'm talking about the auto workers who actually build those cars. 
I wouldn't want to see GM, Ford, and and uh, Chrysler go overseas. I mean, when I have, when I was driving, I, all I bought was GM cars. I had a Chevrolet, I had a Buick, and I had an Oldsmobile. I mean, these you know these are the cars, the United States cars, and I wouldn't want to see them go overseas. And I hope that those auto workers who put those cars together get a raise. And that's all I need. To right. Say. Well, but but forty percent, and you want a day off a week? That that's a lot. That, no, that's not, a lot. no, no, no. Let them negotiate it down. You know, it doesn't have to be forty percent. Let them negotiate it down. When I when I was a shop steward when I worked at CUNY, and you know we we had contract talks. We went into you know with management, and we bargained. You know, it doesn't have to be forty percent. This is a bad economy right now. But I think they should get something, but not maybe. They can't afford the forty percent because the economy is so bad. But give them something, for God's sake. That's how I see it. Okay. Well, Francine, thank you for the call this morning. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. Hi, Dominic. Two points. Um, first of all, the reason why that child, that little baby, died of fentanyl poisoning is because the actors who did this, the criminals, they have no fear of the law because Democrat pro-crime career, uh, career um, policies of um, public policies of catch and release. When you have catch and release, the criminals will do anything they want, as you know, sell drugs and it ends up killing the children. That, the blood of that child, the death of that child falls on all these Democrats in power in New York City, Schumer, Eric Adams, AOC, uh, Alvin Braggs. And another thing, the reason why the cost of living is so high, it's because these Democrats and their high taxation. Think about this. That $12 billion that's being spent on all those illegal aliens, don't we need $12 billion to fix that new uh, tunnel, to rebuild that tunnel that goes from New Jersey to New York? Didn't we need that before this immigrant crisis hit New York City because Eric Adams invited them? Think about that, you taxpayers in New York and New Jersey, which I'm a part of. I'm going to have to pay for that, too. And I actually work for a living. And the cost of living is getting out of control because he's... Property tax hiking, tax hiking policies affect the middle class and poor the most. And also, about those uh, those workers and GM and all that, a 40% raise, I got to mention to all you tax, all you uh, Democrat tax hike loving politicians, if you want an instant wage increase for people in the private sector and the public sector, cut all tax burdens by 60%. To pre-2007 levels. Right, that's right. And that's the word I, that should be spread. I, I hear you, that's Michael. I hear you, and thank you for the call. I just have to step in because we're short on time. I hear you. Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight, is with me. How are you this morning, I'm sir? I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. So what do you have coming up? Well, what kind of soap do you use, Dominic? Uh, whatever's on sale. Whatever's on sale. Like, yeah, I, fewer and fewer soap <laughs> options on sale. Well, Dove. You all know Dove, right? Yes, Dove. I, 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 I used to like Dove until that recent controversy. Well, so we're going to be talking about this, and we're going to get into this in a big way. The I have a feeling this new spokesperson that Dove has acquired is going to make the Bud Light controversy look like tiddlywinks. We're going to, if people aren't familiar with it we're going to explain what this is and get their reaction to it and uh we're going to get into what's going on in libya where apparently as many as twenty thousand people may have lost their lives i'll get into an angle of this that i don't think people have heard elsewhere and how this maybe could have even been prevented or at least seriously mitigated and obviously it's monday so uh, we have some pretty good alien stuff we're going to talk with somebody who has a book out preston dennett who has uh chronicled 11 people's encounter with 
extraterrestrials. I'm looking forward to that conversation very much. And so you're going to break down the Dove situation. Why would they hire this girl? That is the question I cannot answer. We're going to get into it right at the top of the hour. And don't look now, but uh, the New York State Parole Board has released yet another cop killer. Frank Morano is coming up, folks. You want to keep it right there. You just heard the man. He's got a great show headed your way. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. It's been great to be with you for the last two hours. I'll be back in 24 hours at midnight. Well, a little less than 24 hours, but you get the point that I'm trying to make. Have a wonderful day, folks. I'll see you then.